everlasting Father, we worship you. We magnify your holy name. There is none like you. There is none to be compared unto thee. You are the Almighty, the unquestionable God. We worship you. Daddy, accept our worship in the name of Jesus. Amen. King of glory, we thank you for the first quarter of this year. We thank you for your protection, for your preservation, for your sustenance, for your provision, for your protection, for your upliftment, for your healing, for your deliverance. We are so grateful. Daddy, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Today is the first Sunday in the second quarter of the year. Because we know you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Much, much, much more than you have helped us in the first quarter. You will help us in this second quarter in the name of Jesus. We are here this morning, Lord, to hear from you. Speak to us. Touch us at a point of need in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us experience the power of your word. Yes. Let us be liberated, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. For in Jesus' mighty name, I will pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. You might have your seat. This morning, I'll be sharing with you on the title, Are You Attractive? Are you attractive? I'm happy that today is the first Sunday of the month and every one of us are radiant with our dressings. But the title of today's message is are you attractive? If you have your Bible with you, you can open with me to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 4. The book of Daniel chapter 4. And I would like somebody to read from verse 10 through 12. Daniel chapter 4. Verse 10 through 12. This were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, its height reaching to heaven, and it could be seen to the end of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and it, and it, and it was food for all. The beasts of the field found food under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible talks of an attractive tree in this particular passage. The first thing here, according to the passage, is that the tree is a large one. A large tree. In the middle of the earth. At the center of the earth. Large. The Bible says that this tree grew very tall. 
and also strong. This tree refused to stop, but it grew. The Bible says, reaching high into the heavens. Why? For the world to see. Are you attractive? Your attractiveness is a function of your growth. If you do not grow, you will not be attractive. Everybody loves little kids, babies. When they see a little baby, oh, Everybody want to carry the baby. But people have expectations. People expect that your baby grows. After a while, they expect that the baby will begin to crawl towards them. And they bend and say, wow! And they carry the baby up. Very attractive. After a while, they have expectations. They expect the baby to be running towards you. As you open the door, uncle, auntie, and they run towards you. People like that, still attractive. But if your baby doesn't grow, if after two, three years, your baby is still lying in bed the way he was in the first day, that baby begins to lose attractiveness. You might not have seen such kids. I've seen such kids. Kids have grown even up to six, seven years and they do not look different from how they were when they were babies. Nobody wants to play with those children. They lose attractiveness. Growth is important. The Bible said of our Lord Jesus Christ that he grew in stature and in favor. You got to grow. If you don't grow, you lose your attractiveness. This tree had to grow. The Bible says it grew very tall, large, grew strong for it to maintain its attractiveness. And the family, the one that does not grow will lose attractiveness. If your spouse stops growing, he will begin to, he or she will be losing attractiveness. It's okay to quote the scriptures. You can be very spiritual. That my spouse is a pastor, is a minister. Okay? That's great. But I'm telling you the truth. If you stop growing, you will be losing attractiveness. I know of families whereby one person stopped growing, not just because this person doesn't want to grow, but because he's trying to provide for the family, which is important. In fact, the Bible says the man who failed to provide for his family is worse than an infidel. That's how important it is. But I'm telling you, 
you lose attractiveness, even among your family members. The people you are toiling for day and night. If you stop growing, you lose attractiveness. And don't be surprised if your spouse, all of a sudden, begin to be attracted to work and they don't want to come home. Oh, no, no, it's because of us. Okay? I understand what you're thinking. But I'm telling you, when you begin to lose attractiveness, you see that the other party will tend to spend more time at work with friends, things, engaging. You could even be in the gym. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with work. There's nothing wrong with friends. There's nothing wrong with the gym. But I'm telling you that when you begin to lose attractiveness, you will see that, you know, they spend more time elsewhere than with you. Even when in the house, they don't want to be bothered. Just leave me alone. Do your own thing. It's not about the beauty alone. That may be part of it, but I'm talking about growth in all ramifications. It's very, very important. This tree has to keep growing to maintain its attractiveness. Well, you might say, well, I've grown. Now I have my PhD. You can't still stop. Oh, I've grown. Now I have money. You can't stop. Oh, I've grown spiritually sound. You can't stop. See, this tree, the Bible says, it grow, reaching high into heavens. Because you have to grow past your family. You have to grow to the point that you begin, that, that the whole city begins to see you. That the whole world are able to see you. That's the extent that we have to grow. For the world to see. It says that see, there is fresh green leaves. This, this tree grow with fresh green leaves. With fruits for all to eat. In other words, it means that as you grow, you have to grow to the point that you grow past being self-centered. It's okay to grow but I'm saying that you have to grow past self-center. You have to grow to the point that you are meaningful to the world. I used to say, and I still say, that if you stop growing, you are selfish. Because we need you. Your family needs you. The world needs you. So just stopping where you are is a sign of selfishness because the world needs you. But this tree was set of this tree that fresh green leaves with fruit for all to eat. Not only that, it provides shade for wild animals. And the branches, the birds were able to nest on it, build their nest on the branches. That we say all the world was fed from this tree. I want you to understand that all kinds of things came to this tree. The tree didn't go to them. They came to this tree. They were attracted to the tree. It wasn't the tree that was pursuing them. One of my mentors, Jim Rohn, says... Success is not to be pursued. It is to be attracted by the person you become. 
Success is not to be pursued. It is to be attracted by the person you become. It is not what you get. It is not what you have. It is by the person you become. Open your Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 22. 1 Samuel chapter 22. If you are there, you can read verse 1 and 2. 1 Samuel 22, verse 1 and 2. Amen. Here is David. He wasn't in a mansion. He wasn't in the palace. He was in the wilderness. In the jungle. And yet, because he was attractive, he attracted men. He attracted men. Because David is happened to be someone who is constantly growing. He was able to attract those people. What are the people that David were able to attract? Number one from verse one, those who are afraid. David were able to attract those who are afraid. The family are afraid of Saul. Because they knew Saul would kill the entire family if he can't lay hold on David. So the family knew that. They were afraid. So the Bible said they went down to meet David. Even if you are attractive, who are you attracting? David attracted those who are afraid because they knew that once they get to him, there will be peace. David has that fruit of the spirit called peace. So they were able to go to him. They run down to him when they were afraid. Do you have peace? Do you have peace like a river? Do you have peace as the fruit of the Holy Spirit? If you lack peace, you can't attract those who are afraid. And if you can't attract those who are afraid, it means that you are not being seen by her. It means that you are not attractive to her. That needs to be attracted to. Last Monday and Tuesday at my workplace was a chaos. Students were fighting. The school director called me to the scene. She felt like the presence of men, I wasn't the only one she called, she called other men, there were about four men in the building. 
So she called, she called us together in that place. She was intervening, but she just felt that the presence of men might control the atmosphere of the, of the place. And I just went there, as she said. Things were put under control on Monday, and on Tuesday, the same thing happened again. She called us, and we were there. The Tuesday was actually, you know, severe to the point that they actually have to involve the cops to come in. And uh, about five students were terminated as a result of that. Later in the evening of that Tuesday, I was talking to one of the teachers, and then she was telling me, she said, well, I went to the school director, you know, just to chat. And uh, she was saying that the school director was saying that I'm very sure that AK must think I'm crazy. And she said she asked the school director why. She said because of how I was going crazy when the whole place was in chaos and he was just so calm. I don't know how he does it. He was just so calm. He's so calm that sometimes when I'm going to trouble, I just want to hear his voice. I'll just call just so that I can get some, some of those things that he has in himself. And I was just laughing, we both laughed. And this wasn't the first time that I'm hearing this. When I was working at Lutheran Home of Salisbury, people have talked about this as a supervisor. When there is you know, a lot of things, maybe you know emergency or whatever, I don't run a skelter, I just go in, calm, at peace, and look at the situation and intervene, that's all. Do you have that kind of peace? Peace like a river. In the midst of chaos, do you have that peace? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were to face the fairy furnace. They were at peace. I mean, I can imagine, you know, when they said they're going to throw you into the fire, can you maintain that kind of peace in the midst of the fire? They were so calm that I'm sure the king was actually confused. And he said, multiply the, the, the fire seven times, utter. They throw them in. It was even the people throwing them in that get burnt. They didn't get burnt. Of course, we know what happened. The fourth man showed up in the fire. The fourth man will show up for you in the name of Jesus. Because the king said, well, I would train three people in there, but I saw the fourth man like the son of God. He will show up on your behalf. Amen. But do you have that peace? Of our Lord Jesus Christ, it was said that was a, that, that, that was a storm, a raging storm. And what was he doing? Asleep. He was sleeping. And the disciples were angry. They said, Lord, don't you care? We perish. And all he did was, with your little faith, just speak to the storm. Peace. Be still. He can't speak peace if he doesn't have peace in himself. He's the prince of peace. So if you don't have peace in yourself, you can't speak peace to the life of people. Apostle Paul was in a shipwreck. And he was calm. Everybody, they refused to eat. Because they thought they were going to die. But he talked to them. He speaks to listen, relax. All right? I've seen an angel who has spoken to me that it is well. The, the ship will be wrecked, but you all will be saved. And they wouldn't believe him. 
until what he said happened. But at least he was at peace. He wasn't going, you know, running up and down like they were. Peace. He was faced with a snake. You gotta be calm to handle a, 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 a terrible snake like that. I will say he shake off the snake into the fire. And at that point, they lost and said, oh my goodness, this guy is a god. Even though you, refuse, you didn't die in the ship and now you still want to commit suicide. They thought, they, 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 can't, they, they couldn't understand him. But I'm talking about peace. If you lack peace, people who are afraid can't come to you. Again, the second category of people that came to David were those who are distressed. Another version says those who are trouble, in trouble. Before you can care for those who are distressed or in trouble, you need what we call long suffering. It's another fruit of the spirit. Because what you hear for people who don't have long suffering is that I got my own trouble. I don't have time for other people's trouble. Just about me, I have enough going on. But it takes those who have long suffering to forget about whatever they are going through and step in in the problems of others. See how they can solve the problems of other people. Long suffering. You have to. If not, it will be difficult. To attract people who are in distress, people who are in trouble. Then we have those who are in debt. I've had people said, Well, if you have any problem, feel free to talk to me. Make sure it's not finances. <laughs> if you have financial problem, go to Social Security. But any other problem, you can come to me. Are we like that? Don't talk about money because the money is what? Almighty dollar. Is that how we call it? Yeah. So when it comes to money, don't forget it. Any other thing I can do but forget money. You got to be generous. If you are not generous, you can't be attracted to those who are in debt. Generosity is key. Then you talk about discontented or those who are bitter in soul. To attract these people, you need to be an encourager. Someone who can encourage people. When people come to you, what do you see? Do you see chaos all the time? Do you see failure all the time? Or you could see past what they are seeing and tell them that, wait a minute, there is success on the other side. There's greatness on the other side. Past this side, there is greatness. Are you able to see past that? Because before you can encourage people, you must see past what they are seeing. If you can't see past what they are seeing, you can't be an encouragement to other people. Instead, you will add to their problems. Are you attractive? Some of us are not approachable because of how we act, because of how we behave. How do you relate to people? 
when people come, when people are in trouble and they came to you, look, I'm in trouble. What is the next thing? Naturally, majority of people will start judging. That's the next thing. Why do you do that? Why do you do this? Why should you be in that? And they start judging you. And uh, do you want to constantly go to those who judge you all the time? No way. They stay far away from you. They don't want to come to you if all you do is judge them. Nobody want to come to you. So when people are in trouble, how do you respond to that? Do you help or you don't help or you just judge? When people come and ask you for money or for anything they need, what's your reaction to it? You will determine whether they will come again or not. When people come to confide in you, to tell you about, you know, to pour their heart, if they are, they are in bitterness, are you a listener? Or you don't have time to talk with them? Because of my role, I had no choice than to be a good listener. I would listen and listen and listen to people. And listen and listen. But many a times, I have no one to talk to. And one day, I have a lot of trouble in my mind. I was embittered. And I need to share this, but I couldn't just share it. And finally, a pastor called me. And he asked me, how are you doing? I thought he was sincere. I didn't realize that it was just a form of greeting. So I went into to pour my heart. I said, well, actually, things are not going on well. This is what I'm going to. And I, don't, I can't remember if I have spent three minutes. <laughs> the pastor said, that love will help you. I got to go now. <laughs> that was the last time I called him to even discuss anything. Are you a listener? He had lost me. I'm not, he can't attract me. Never again. I have no problem with him. If he calls me, I say hi. If he says, how are you? I say fine. Because now I know it's what? It's greeting. It's a form of greeting. We are in a world that people don't mean what they say. Yeah. But how are you? Who you are will determine who you will attract. But it is very important because those you attract, there are people that will take you to the next level. It doesn't even matter their situation. They are taking you to the next level. That's why you don't see. You see them as a body. Oh, he's come again. I'm going to be there for 30 minutes. They're going to take you to the next level. Oh, he's come again. Maybe he has no money now. I don't know how much he's going to ask for. I didn't get paid yet. I haven't paid my bills yet. Yeah. You might see them as poor and needy, but they are the ones that will take you to the next level. 
Oh, he's always constantly, he's constantly getting in trouble. All right. In fact, people have a way of it, the expression. As soon as he showed up, they don't have to say anything. As once you see their face, you don't want to say anything anymore. You, you, you want to change your topic. Um, I just come to say hello. <laughs> it's everything, everything is okay. And you leave without expressing yourself. People have that look. If that's you, you are not attractive. That's the simple truth. Because people are going to be running away from you. You know the danger of this? Your attitude towards those God has sent to you that you repel is also a function of those who are to help you, who are greater. You will not attract them. Are you with me? If you can't attract those in need, you can't attract those that will help you. It's impossible. Because God hates void. Even life hates void. It is the amount of responsibility you have that will determine about the grace and the blessing that will be released upon you. If you are not responsible, well, maybe you are responsible. But for yourself alone, you only get something that is good for just you alone. But if you are responsible for many people, then you get things you need to take care of many people. Are you attractive? A woman in the Bible saw a need in a man of God. And she was meeting that need of food because that's in her capacity. But it gets to a point that she needs to meet a bigger need in the life of the man of God by building a house. How are you going to build a house next to your house without the consent of your spouse? So she had to talk to the man and she went to the husband my husband, I perceive that this is a man of God. He comes this many times. I think we should build a house for him. And the man says, yes, it's okay. She go ahead and meet the need of the man of God. Now realizing that meeting the need of that man of God will turn out to be is our whole helper at the end of the day. You know the story, so I'm not going to go into details of the story. But the point where I'm going actually is two things. One, she's attra she attracted the man of God by meeting the needs. But the other part is that she went to the husband and the husband was approachable. She sees, up, she sees the man, she sees her husband as someone she can go to. Does your spouse see you as, as a to-go person? There are some of us, we are so scared to discuss certain things with our spouse. Sometimes, finances. Some of us are scared to talk to our spouse and say, well, I'm thinking about giving this much to God or to this person or to that person because we know what the reaction is going to be. So you're scared of asking. Is that you? 
Some of us, we are afraid of saying, I want to go and give somebody a ride. Because you just don't have an idea what you're going to hear from that spouse, you know, because, you know, whether they are approachable or not. Some of us are afraid of sharing our mistakes with our spouse because we don't know what we're going to get when we see it. What are you seeing? Repulsion. If you can't see somebody and go to somebody to share your mind, to express your mind, it means that person is not approachable. And there's need for an amendment in that regard. Are you attracting? And if you are, who are you attracted to? Or is attracted to you? It does not stop here or hurt. Because what is inside of you will determine who will be attracted to you or who you will be attracted to. What's inside of you? The tree we talk about, talk about fruits. Because of that fruit, animals were able to go under the tree. Do you have the fruit? In particular, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Talk about love. Do you have love in you as a fruit of the Holy Spirit? The love based on the Holy Spirit is not a love based on what people have done to you. It's an unconditional love. Whether they are kind or not, you still love them. Whether they love you or not, you still love them. That's the kind of love we're talking about. Do you have that? Joy. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Second one listed there is joy. We're not talking about happiness when things are okay. Are we talking about joy that bubbles within your heart no matter what? One thing that my students have talked about is that I'm constantly smiling. They don't even understand whether they are passing or they are failing. And I told them, if you are waiting to determine whether you pass or fail with my smile, you will wait for a very long time. As if every one of you fail, I will still be laughing. They say, that's me. Well, that's me. I got to keep laughing and smiling. But joy. Is your joy determined by whether things are okay or things are not okay? That's not joy. That's happiness. Peace. We talk about that. That's the third one. Long-suffering. We talk about that. That's like patience. Gentleness or kindness. Are you kind? Are you gentle? Those who are not gentle, you can't approach them because you are scared of what they're going to say, how they're going to react, their gesture, you know, whether they're going to drive you out, chase you away, I mean, say things that's going to hurt you because they are not just patient. They're not, they're not gentle. They're not kind. Goodness. Faith or faithfulness. Meekness. And self-control. Do you have these fruits inside of you? These are the things that affect who you are attracted to and who is attracted to you. The greatest part of this attractiveness is on the last day. 
those that will be rapturable. It's not about who, what you get. It's about who you have become. The fruits determine who you are. The gifts determine what you have. It is not what you have that gets you to heaven, but who you are. In the real sense, what happens is this at rapture. Our Lord Jesus Christ is going to be in heaven. And as he shows up in heaven, he will be cut up. No doubt, there will be an attraction that will pull certain things to him in heaven, in the sky. If you don't have this fruit, you will not be attracted to the Lord on the last day. You won't. I'm so happy that you are all here. I want to see you every single day. But I'll tell you the truth. Because you are here does not determine that you'll be rapturable. I know the importance of giving. I'm a giver. In fact, I consider myself a generous giver. I love to give to the Lord. Tight offering, name it. And I encourage every one of us to do the same thing. For even if you lie, give all your paycheck to God. If you don't have this fruit of the Holy Spirit, you can't be rapturable. You can't. Because it has a lot to do with what's inside of you that will determine whether you'll be attracted to heaven or not. And that's what's going to make the, this distinction on the last day. Whether you'll be rapturable. My brothers and sisters, if Apostle Paul at the time were expecting, thinking that rapture might come in their own time, then we are sure that rapture is very, very close to us. It's very close to us. Are you attracted? And what are you attracted to? It's a function of what's inside of you of who you have become. Let's rise upon our feet. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is different from the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit, just as it was said, is a gift that is given to you. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what you bear. Is what comes up based on your activity, based on what you do, we determine what type of fruit you bear. The Bible says, because by their fruits, we shall know them. I'll go over the, the gift, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I would like you to examine your life. See if any of this is lacking. It might be a good time to talk to the Almighty God to help you to begin to bear these fruits. We talk about love. Can you say you have love? You cannot have love. There is no time for us to talk about love. The Bible says many waters cannot quench the fire of love. But many of us, people step on our toes and they switch from love to hatred. That is not love to begin with. Love is forgiving. 
you find it difficult to forgive one another, you don't have love. John made us to know that God is love. Do you have that love? Joy. Do you find yourself being sad because you lack? Because you are in trouble? Because things happen and you are sad? No. Joy of the Holy Spirit is constantly there because it's not from outside, it's from within. Spring up just like a river. Peace. Are you at peace even in the midst of the storm? Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self control. I want us to talk to the Almighty God. This is not like, oh, I have three, I only need four. No. If you read that Galatians. Chapter 2, verse 22. He says that the fruit, the fruit of this Galatians 5:22, that the fruit of the spirit is singular. The fruit of the spirit is, and they were listed. So it's all encompassed. So talk to the Almighty God. So Lord, help me to begin to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Almighty God because this will determine your attractiveness and who you are attracted to or who is attracted to you. Talk to the Almighty God. Say, Lord, help me to begin to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And of course, it's impossible to bear this fruit if you have not surrendered your life to our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, or you have backslidden, this is a good time to either surrender your life to Jesus afresh, or rededicate yourself back to him. And it will fill you with the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit inside of you, you begin to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Well, that fruit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't have the fruit. You might have had the Holy Spirit in the past, but maybe certain things that you do might have driven you away. Because the Bible says that we are sealed unto the day of reception. They grieve not the Spirit, whereby we are sealed unto the day of redemption. Now that way, you can grieve the Holy Spirit to the point that it runs away. I don't know what you have engaged in that might have driven the Holy Spirit away. So you want to make sure that you reconcile with Jesus and invite him back into your life. It was talk of Samson. He's always had the Holy Spirit. But he started to engage himself in certain things. And the Bible said he thought that he would arise just like every other time. But he knew not that the Spirit has departed. Examine yourself and talk to the Almighty God. Reconcile with Him that He can fill you with the Holy Spirit of God. It's very important that we stay attractive. And for some of us that are experiencing stagnancy, talk to the Almighty God. Give me the grace to start growing. Growth is very important. Ask God to help you to grow maritally, financially, spiritually, academically psychologically, in all ramifications, ask God to help you to grow. Talk to the Almighty God. 